0: Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 29 of Real Estate Investing in New York with me, Christina Kramidis. And in this episode, we are going into more detail on exactly what is in store for you guys on the podcast and YouTube channel for this coming year. So stay tuned, we're covering everything here. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for being with me for another episode of Real Estate Investing in New York. In the prior episode, we talked all about what you guys missed in 2021, and we wrapped up last year and in this episode I really want to give you guys more of an idea of what to look forward to in the upcoming year. I do have a agenda all built out for the show and what we are going to be talking about in these upcoming episodes. I'm so excited for it and I'm also so excited to share more with you guys about actual business things that are happening throughout the year. So I'll be able to share more um, learnings and bits and pieces of actual transactions that are happening as they unfold to give you guys real-time updates in terms of the market, learnings, and things like that. So I feel like that's going to be really, really awesome for you guys to get to hear. So we've already covered a lot of the basics on this podcast. We covered condos versus co-ops, new developments, the mortgage process, the purchase process, tips for sellers, tips for buyers. We've covered due diligence. We really got the basics, for the most part, covered. And in this year, we are going to take those fundamentals and put them to practical use. So in the next episode coming up, which is going to be episode 30, you can look forward to seeing exactly how to identify an ideal investment property. So if you're looking for a property that you maybe want to put a tenant in and use as a rental apartment, I'm going to be showing you exactly how to utilize real estate search websites, including Zillow, including StreetEasy, as well as listing websites like Douglas Elements page and real estate company pages, to identify ideal properties, and then how to use data to be able to determine which of those properties is going to be within your budget monthly and which properties are you actually going to be able to collect rent to cover your monthly expense. So that's something that people have been reaching out and asking me a lot about. So that's something that we're going to cover in the very next episode. We're also going to be covering some topics in much more detail, like due diligence topics, market updates, post pandemic pricing, really things that, if you are looking to engage in a transaction, whether you're a seller or a buyer, that you are armed with the knowledge to do it in an impeccable way. I'm going to be going over more tips for buyers as well as tips for sellers. And also my favorite neighborhoods to invest in right now. So I did do an episode that mentioned my favorite neighborhoods to invest in for 2021. And I have a couple of updates that I wanna make and bring you guys an updated best neighborhoods to invest in for 2022. So that is also coming soon. So when it comes to my inspiration for the things I really wanna share with you guys in this series, it goes back to when I made my first apartment purchase in Manhattan in 2014. This was before I was in the real estate industry. I was working in advertising at the time and I had no idea what was going on in real estate. I just knew that I wanted to make an investment And I trusted in the stability of the Manhattan real estate market, and I wanted to get in the game. So I did have a real estate agent that helped me, and I had actually worked with a couple of different real estate agents before finding the agent that was able to help me make it to the closing table on my purchase. And along the way, there were a lot of things that I learned from the perspective of a buyer, and what to look out for, a lot of things that I learned in hindsight, but additionally, As far as the real estate agent goes, like what did I need as a buyer that I wasn't getting in other real estate agents? And then what were the strengths and weaknesses of the real estate agent that I used? And that really helps me inform the way I treat my clients and the way I work with my clients on all of the deals that I work on. And this is really more of what I want to show you guys so you have a clearer lens into exactly what is going on in this industry and what. What your agent is up to, what to look for in an agent, and really what should you be looking for when it comes to your purchase to make sure that whatever you buy is going to actually work out for you. There were things that I had no idea what they meant when I was trying to buy in 2014. So I do remember one of the things that we were working through when we were doing the due diligence on my purchase back then was I remember the reserve fund in the building was small or it was like lower than the bank would have wanted to see for approval of my loan and I remember that we ended up finding a workaround for it so I wanted the property. And my agent pretty much was like, this is really not something that is all that serious. It doesn't really matter. It's just a reserve fund. And this is not an issue when it comes to purchasing your property. And she was right and wrong in that respect. It wasn't bad advice because I am at the end of the day, glad that I made this purchase. So really part of what an agent does is to help you get through your goal and identify which issues are worth stopping a deal over. So in that respect, it was fine. But in other respects, I didn't really understand the implications of what it meant when a reserve fund was low. In hindsight, I understand that now, but I didn't know it then. So I was surprised when after I closed on my property purchase, I started seeing more and more fees getting passed through into the rules of the building that weren't there before. So anyone that subletted in the apartment started to get hit with a $1,000 fee a year for subletting the unit. And there were like little things here and there, like I think the application, the cost to submit an application in the building went up a little bit and just various ways that the building was looking to make more money. Um, And this obviously was a result of the fact that they needed to build up their reserve fund because banks were giving people issues when they were getting a mortgage, which is exactly what I experienced. But I didn't realize that it would come to fruition in the ways that it did. So that's just a little personal example of things that I take into consideration for my clients when I help them weigh the pros and cons of what little things are when they come up in the due diligence process. So these are things that I'm gonna be sharing with you. I think that at this point, we've covered enough of the basics that we can graduate and get a little bit more like into the details and into the nitty gritty of things like that. I feel like you guys are there. Like you, you're at that level with me now. So I think that we're going to go and talk about a lot more of that kind of stuff. Essentially my mission for this Series, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcasts, is to continue helping every New Yorker set themselves up for a future of financial success by making intelligent real estate investing decisions today. That has been the motto of this series since it started and it still applies. And we are going to be making sure that we cover every little detail so that that can happen for you. And the only way that that can happen for you and for you to feel comfortable completing a purchase in this series. Is for you to be armed with the knowledge and the confidence that that knowledge brings for you to really feel like you understand exactly what's going on so that you can make a successful purchase here. I do when I'm working one on one with my clients, we have a very collaborative approach to the way that we work. So my clients are always very surprised at how much they are learning when they go through the purchase process with me as their real estate agent. And I feel like I'm not surprised when that happens because teaching and sharing what I know is something that I really enjoy doing. But I do have a lot of clients that tell me, even on our first phone call, that I'm sharing with them information that a lot of other agents didn't take the time to fully explain on other initial phone calls that they've had. So that's something that I really pride myself on. I clearly – love talking, I can literally talk forever, and I feel like I should make it useful and educational for you guys, and that's something that I'm able to really leverage when it comes to bringing you guys educational content. Another goal that I have for this year is to continue receiving Inquiries and requests from you guys. I absolutely love it when you guys, my listeners, podcasts, YouTube followers, and whether you're coming from TikTok or Instagram, when you guys reach out to me to work on a transaction with you, it means the world because it's different than just having someone click on a listing that they're interested in. It really shows that you guys are getting value out of this content and that you're choosing to work with us. And I absolutely love when you guys come and contact me for that. So, one of my additional Goals for 2022 is for a lot more of my business to come from friends and you guys, really. Um, to be able to have you feel comfortable reaching out and feeling like you're getting the education from me and that you'd like to continue with your purchase with my team. So that's one of the goals that we do have. And that leads me into the overall, more personal and business-related goal for 2022, which really is to have the Christina Kramidis team take home the highest award possible that Douglas Elliman gives out. So Douglas Elliman does have an award season, Every March, we are given awards for our prior year's performance, and I did win an award for my performance last year, but this year, I really want to win the Pinnacle Award with my team. In order to do that, we will have to successfully close enough deals to make a million dollars in GCI. I do think that this is very possible for us. I think we're going to exceed it, but I really, really want to see us there at the end of 2022. And I think it's very, very possible. So I'm sharing that with you guys because I think that saying it out loud is going to help it happen so all good vibes for 2022 coming up. Already just in the first month of the year, we already hit double digits for the number of deals that we currently have in contract. So we started 2022 off extremely strong. So I feel like if we continue with this pace, now that we have the talent and resources on board as well to help us with every facet of the business, we are definitely going to get this and it's going to be fun to see it happen together. So yeah, as far as this podcast and YouTube series goes one of my goals for this year is to publish much more regularly I really don't want there to be a gap the way there was last year I want to be able to bring you guys high quality content on a regular basis so you can definitely expect that moving forward I apologize if you had subscribed and then felt like you were left alone for a while but I am back here and as I mentioned in episode 28 I have brought on amazing talent to be able to continue bringing you guys shows and episodes regularly, including on social media. So if you don't follow me on social media, you'll want to follow on TikTok and Instagram. My handle there is both Christina.cremitas and then as well as YouTube, I'm Christina Cremitas on YouTube. And on the podcast, you can just search Christina Kramidis and my podcast will come up, Real Estate Investing in New York. So definitely stay tuned for what's coming up. As far as more personal goals and business goals that I do have for this upcoming year. I have a goal for the Christina Kramidis team, which if you listened to episode 28, I told you guys that I did start a team for real estate. So I have multiple agents now working together to be able to service our clients more fully. I also love when you guys reach out to me with your questions and requests for topics to be covered on the show. So you can always send me a message. You can comment on any of my videos or any of my posts. You can message me on social media or send me an email at Christina.Kramidis at element.com. And let me know the questions that you have, Let me know what topics you would like to hear covered on this show, and that makes my life very easy. It gives me more topics that I can think to talk to you about, so please keep those messages coming. So I know that you guys have been asking to know more about my team, the Christina Krumidis team at Douglas Element. So one of our upcoming videos, I am going to do a Meet the Team where you're going to be able to hear directly from Anna Horbata and Joseph Tesserero about how it's been for them so far. And we'll probably ask them some fun questions about what it's like working with me. So stay tuned for that. And episode 30 coming up, we are going to be talking about finding an ideal investment property, to just mention that again. So if that's something that you're you're interested in, make sure that you stay tuned for episode 30 coming up next. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best. And I'll see you then.